They want to experience the product. Um, they want to feel it. They want to touch it. And it's very important for us to be able to, you know, try to collect that customer's information when they're shopping online, somehow get them engaged and involved with us um, as a business so that we can follow up with them. We can try to give them that, we call it a VIP experience once they come in the store. The Bridge is a podcast for all businesses where the consumer purchase takes place at a physical location, but those same consumers are shopping and narrowing their choices down online. That jump from online to in-store is where most businesses struggle. Each episode, we'll focus on real strategies and examples from industry experts on how to dominate this complex and competitive environment by sharing the latest trends in technology and process. In episode three, we chat with Brian Scott, president of Big Sandy Superstore. While brick and mortar retail is struggling, Big Sandy Superstore has bucked the trend and become one of America's fastest growing retailers. Brian joins us to talk about the secret behind their success and how they use very intentional cultural incentives along with digital sales training to transform their team. Let's jump into the conversation. Tell us what a president does uh, for a 21 location, thriving home furnishings uh, environment. Well, our idea of being in business, especially in the home furnishings uh, business, is uh, really giving that customer the experience that they can't get anywhere else. So that's our mindset. We're focused on uh, making sure when that customer shops our website, they get the information they need to understand that we're going to give them that experience they can't get anywhere else. It's intriguing. It gives them the information they want, they need. And then ultimately, you know, we're driving them into the store with a mindset that's focused on a complete home furnishings experience. We carry furniture, mattresses, appliances, electronics. So we're a one-stop shop for home furnishings. And, you know, when that customer leaves our store, once they make that purchase, you know, we want everyone walking out the door saying, wow, you know, that was just an incredible experience. You know, I want to do that again. Well, that's why we're so excited to have you on the, on the podcast, knowing that uh, this is what everybody is after. That's, that's a assumed listener of this, of this space. And it's what they're trying to accomplish. So let's dive into that. And you guys have, like I said, 21 locations, but what's more impressive is the fact that in the last four years, you've opened eight locations in the last year, you've opened two alone. So that's kind of the antithesis of, I guess, what we read in the news uh, around stores in brick and mortar locations and retail being, um, being shut. And so, you know, I'm, I'm laying that foundation down because, you know, you're saying you're focusing on client experience and, and the results are showing in themselves and the expansion and the fact that you have been named uh, fastest growing retailer. So when you talk about, and let's get a little bit into it, when you talk about client experience and you talk about um, making them feel that way, it's got to start online, right? We know that that's where consumers are beginning their, their journey. Can we start there? And can you talk a little bit about how you think about your website and the digital experience that consumers have, knowing that that's really the first impression? that they get of a big sandy superstore the website you know they're, they're looking for information they're looking for ease of use they're looking for you know a, an education to be able to make an informed decision and we know those consumers coming in our doors they're, they're going to shop a website they're going to shop multiple websites and they're going to ultimately you know once they come in the store they're going to shop the store that gives them the information that they want and need on that website so it's very important for us to, you know, obviously have the website that's engaging, that gives them the information they need, that's, you know, just gives them that experience online. 
that transforms into the store. Um, so that that's our goal is to just make sure that the website is engaging. We utilize some different experiences on the website to, to help keep them on the website, looking for, you know, different design styles, different product types. Very important to obviously have reviews on there. Um, reviews are probably more important than anything at this point in regards to that customer really being intrigued and wanting to make a buying decision. Uh, they're looking for those reviews. They want to know what other people have experienced and how they're using the product. If it's working for them, if it solves their need. So the website, it, it's more important than ever. It, it starts that customer journey. If we get a little bit tactical, and I think this is a this is a unique challenge, and maybe maybe not unique, but it's 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 a little different because you also do have that shopping cart, and people can buy on your on your website. Is that correct? That's right, absolutely. But it's a it's usually a small percent of your overall revenue. What I've heard in the industry as a whole is usually around two or three percent. It is, yes. Okay, so how do you differentiate between that, right? You know, because because not only it's great when that comes through, that's gravy, uh, but you also know that the ninety eight percent or the ninety seven percent are really there to narrow down because a lot of the purchases that they're narrowing down are expensive and they want to see it, they want to touch it, they want to feel it before they before they make that purchase. So, how's that strategy work for you? How do you think about that and the differentiation between the consumer going all the way and buying online versus ninety percent? So the online purchase, I mean, obviously, if the customer wants to make a purchase, we're going to absolutely sell the product to them. We're going to, um, you know, provide a uh, hopefully a seamless experience for them to make that purchase online. Uh, but realistically, you know, our goods are more of a large purchase. It's a it's a higher price point. It's, you know, a large piece of furniture or, you know, an appliance, et cetera. Like you mentioned, they want to touch it. They want to feel it. Um, they want to experience it. They want to see the different colors and the fabrics and et cetera. So that gives us a, a competitive advantage over a lot of other just industries because the website has to be informative. It's got to give them the information they need. But at the end of the day, most of those consumers want to come into the store. They want to experience the product. Um, they want to feel it. They want to touch it. And it's very important for us to be able to, you know, try to collect that customer's information when they're shopping online, somehow get them engaged and involved with us as a business so that we can follow up with them. We can try to give them that we call it a VIP experience. Once they come in the store, you know, we utilize some, some different tools that allow us to be able to engage with that consumer online and leverage that to get them in the store with some special offers and some you know special sales events, et cetera, to really make sure that we're we're connecting the dots there. And I think that's the most important piece. I love that. And I love that mention of the VIP experience. And I mean you're 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 absolutely right. This is a this is a big purchase, right? And I recall back just a couple of years back, my wife and I looking for a set of new couches and what that felt like was really important to us. And I consider myself someone that buys vast majority of things online, but that was one thing that neither one of us were really willing to take the chance on having show up at the doorstep and realize that we got it wrong and that we couldn't sit on that couch and watch TV comfortably on a Friday afternoon. Right? How in the hell do evening. I send that thing back? <laughs> There's a serious fear there. Um, but you mentioned the idea of this VIP experience, right? And really looking at that online 
kind of the continuity of the online experience into the store and meeting someone and kind of going through that. Can you talk through what that VIP experience looks like? So I think that's a lot different than how a lot of people start looking at their website or e-commerce and really focusing primarily just on what does it look like to navigate the website and read those reviews and make a decision. And you're taking it that one step further and saying, all right, I'm going to have a good experience on the website, but I'm going to translate that into what it looks like in the store when you walk in to make that final decision. Is I, if I'm if I'm walking in the door, I already was online. I'm showing up for my VIP experience. What am, what am I expecting as a as a consumer, or what am I going to experience as a consumer? Well, so we, we're actually in the process of uh, revamping that whole experience, and I don't want to tell all of our secrets, but <laughs> um, you know, the goal is <laughs> when the customer comes to the store, we've got a you know we've got a CRM tool that if they've engaged with us on our website. I uh, mentioned earlier, we've got different experiences on the website where, you know, they can find out their design style, uh, what type of refrigerator they prefer. You know, there's a few different experiences that keep them on the website. It also helps us to be able to collect their information and follow up with that consumer. They can, they can even schedule appointments. And, you know, our sales professional knows with our CRM tool a lot about that consumer. Um, we can see what websites, I'm sorry, what web pages they've they viewed on our website, you know, and so we have a good uh, understanding of the consumer, you know, that whole qualification process, we understand much better when they come to the store because they've already engaged with us on the website. So at that point, you know, you're almost like greeting a friend and we call them, you know, the VIP, they're a VIP. So, you know, we try to do some, some different things in regards to offering them a drink. Uh, we've got uh, some financing options that where we can get them pre-approved immediately um, and, and just give them that security that, you know, if I come in today and I want to shop and, you know, I'm, maybe I'm looking at a sofa, but, you know, it's been quite some time since I've replaced my appliances and, you know, I can come in and make a purchase that literally furnishes my entire home, utilizing some different financing tools and things like that. So, you know, the, the, the main thing is just making that consumer feel welcome, feel special, um, getting them pre-approved for some of the financing options, offering them a drink, um, you know, just coming in like they're shopping with a friend. It's not coming in shopping with a salesperson. Yeah, and that, that that that's great, Brian. So this is a little tactical, and I know that there's some people out there that that get a little confused by this. And so the idea is, if I if I've been online, you know, and 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 went through that experience, and now I'm in your CRM, and it says that Andy Medley is, you know, looking for a, a leather couch, a two seater. Uh, he's you know looking for around fifteen hundred dollars. He's been pre approved. Uh, you know, whatever it is. When I walk in, how do you know it's me? What's what's the language that you have the salesperson use to uh, to to create that continuity? But obviously, you got to find out that that I'm Andy and match it to the CRM. Typically, the consumer will come in and they will, you know, wh whatever sales professional greets them, you know, they will typically say, you know, I've I've had a I've scheduled an appointment with you know, Mr. Sales Professional, at that point, you know, the, the whole idea is for that sales professional, you know, they've got to be very enthusiastic, you know, greeting them just like they're a best friend. I mean, I think that that's the biggest thing is offer that that handshake that, you know, welcome Miss Jones coming in the store. It was and, and a lot of times we've engaged with them through text message, uh, through email, maybe a phone call. So it, it really just creates that that whole identity that that I'm shopping with a friend. I'm shopping with a, uh, you know, a specialist, somebody that cares. You're not breaking down those walls that often have to happen, um, you know, during that initial interaction. So the consumer feels much more 
comfortable with the sales professional. The sales professional understands the consumer. I mean, it's really a win-win situation for everyone involved. That's amazing. So you, you mentioned a couple of uh, kind of technology tools to kind of enable that salesperson to have that conversation and, you know, shop, like you mentioned, like as if they're shopping with a friend. But I would imagine that, that for many of them, this is probably a little bit of a shift from what they're used to or could have been used to as well in their prior sales history. What type of uh, training techniques do you have to really enable them to provide that experience and use those, those tools uh, effectively? Well, so you were exactly right. A, a, a typical sales professional, it's hard for them to un- understand. I mean, we, we often say that we drag them along kicking and screaming to make more money. And so we, we have utilized what we call perk specialists within our stores. So typically the, when the consumer engages on the website and you know, we're, we're creating that VIP experience for that consumer, There is only a few select sales professionals at each location that are responsible for following up with those those leads and those VIP. So we basically take them through a a training process that not only covers our business in general, obviously we want to make sure they understand all of our processes and procedures and giving that consumer the right expectation, giving them a great experience, but we're also really focused on customer service skills obviously the sales process, understanding how to engage with that consumer online and in the store, because there's a little bit of difference there. But, you know, it, it, it's a total process, a training process that we've implemented. And the sales professionals have to specifically, you know, request and be certified to become, you know, what we call one of the perk specialists, which is, you know, someone that's actually working with those consumers that shop with us online. So it sounds like you've kind of really got that buttoned up. I assume you've probably tried a couple of things along the way over the years. What uh, what type of techniques have you tried that didn't quite work out to get them enabled? It's it's still an evolving process. I mean, I think it's something that you know, e- even though the internet's been around what seems to be forever at this point, consumers, I think every single year, it, it just continues. They they're shopping more and more online. So that, that process has evolved and continues to evolve. Um, at one point, we had all the sales professionals, you know, trying to engage with consumers that had shopped online. We tried, um, you know, we tried some things where uh, we centralized it and had some specific people that were engaging with the consumers online. And then we tried to send them down to the store level. Gotcha. Between all the 21 stores kind of in one. Exactly. So um, what we found at this point is the perk specialist having a couple people in each location, making sure that they're certified, they understand the process, they understand how to treat the consumer. That that seems to be the most effective at this point. That's awesome. And 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 one thing I, I think uh, for the listeners out there that will appreciate this, when you talk about texting, um, it's not blast texts. You've kind of got the holy grail. And we have a lot of people that talk about this kind of in the industry is that, you know, chat online is one thing. But the minute you get into a texting relationship between a salesperson and a, a potential consumer or a potential customer, that is a different level of intimacy that is uh, kind of almost exactly what you're after. And so, you know, when, once, once I'm texting with somebody, it's a little different than me um, even trying to answer the phone or, or, or email. Is, is that ultimately what you're trying to get the relationship to or what you're training your perk specialist to be? Absolutely. The, the, the mindset is that we're like a concierge, like we're, we're that personal shopper, you know, for that consumer. Once you can engage them through text message, you know, able to send pictures of different, you know, styles 
and fabrics, even videos. You know, we've got some perk specialists that will will video some of the showrooms, some of the different, you know, like a, a, a power reclining sofa and show them, you know, exactly what it does. And um, but when you can really engage with that consumer through text and they can literally contact you at any time, you know, any hour, it creates just the bond that you need to really, you know, connect with that consumer. Yeah. And to your point and, and, and back to my question earlier was that when I come into that store, I don't have to feel like I'm walking into a sea of strangers. I know that I'm walking in to see Brian and we've been texting on some things. And, and, and because you're in my in my text message box, I know that I feel like I know you. Exactly. I mean, the 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 initial interaction of the sales process and really trying to break down those walls and greet that consumer. There are so many sales that are lost right there. And you've almost eliminated that whole challenging piece of the sales process because you already understand, you already know that person, that consumer coming through the door, you know them, they know you, you understand what their need is to a certain extent. And, you know, you can dig right in and help them You solve that need. So it is the future. It really is. So if we were, if we were jumping over kind of now more to the measurement and the benefits and the ROI of the strategy you guys have been implementing, you know, what's been some of the wows that you have, have realized that have caused you to say, okay, I'm really going to kind of dig in here and double down and keep going down this strategy where, you know, whatever word we want to use, but realizing that your website is really your main storefront or your, uh, you know, your initial uh, introduction um, to the to the customers. What are you looking at that, that first initially validated that? I'm sure revenue plays a role in that. And, um, and what's the metric you're on going to make sure you're continuing to improve it? I mean, we, we look at a couple different things and, you know, it's, it's a, it's a process as well. I mean, our, our technology, we're trying to catch up and, and understand how to better track and uh, monitor some of those metrics and things. But I can tell you that average tickets are much, much greater. You know, when that consumer has engaged with someone within our stores and one of the perk specialists, you know, they have that, just that comfortability factor. Um, they they trust the sales professional the close rates are significantly higher. I mean, that, that consumer, they almost feel like they owe you something. You've, you've taken time out of your day to assist them, to help them. You know, it's kind of the law of reciprocity. They feel like you've done something for them. They trust you. You know, the close rates are just significantly higher. That's a wonderful thing, right? <laughs> it, it, I mean, it sounds like you've helped them out. You, you, I mean, you provide them comfort and support as a friend in a time that was probably really uh, could have been providing some anxiety for them. Absolutely. Because it, it is confusing. You know, you can shop some different websites. You can compare model numbers, et cetera. And we don't, you know, there, there will be some websites where initially looking at the product, they may be less expensive than us. But when you really dig in and understand the entire experience of buying it online, if you get that sofa to your front door and then you don't like it, how do you get it, get it back? And oftentimes, some of these online retailers, you know, they will charge 50, 60, 70 percent of whatever the purchase price is just to get the product back to them if you don't like it. So, I mean, there, there are instances we've heard and some of the reviews that we've read where you can literally not have the product and be out the money because you know you didn't like the product or or maybe it came damaged and you didn't realize it at the initial time of delivery it was after the fact you know it, it's it's just not a good purchase uh, it's just not a good experience buying online some of the bigger bigger ticket items 
Well, plus I, you know, for those of us that have kids, we've we've on Christmas we've put together toys. I, I can only imagine the uh, complexity of trying to get them, get that thing back in the box. I, I already have anxiety thinking about that. Yeah, it, it's not going to happen. Good luck. So we talked about it at high level, and you, now you're measuring your, your specialists that are, that are taking advantage from the online to, um, in-store. What are some metrics? You, you, know, you talked about close ratio. Is there, is there follow-up? Is there conversion to sale? Is there conversion to um, appointment? Um, what, what are some of the key metrics you look at to know whether or not one salesperson is doing well and where they need training or improvements? So we're, we are looking at their, their close rate, obviously, the lead to sale number, um, you know, how, how many leads have I been given? You know, how many deals did I actually close? Um, we're looking at some of those average ticket numbers. You know, it, it, it's very important that that perk specialist understands just the opportunity that they have. You know, the, those leads are literally being funneled to them. And obviously, if one person, you know, their lead to sale is, you know, 50 percent, someone else is 20 percent. They're just not understanding the opportunity. Um, they're not understanding how to engage with the consumer, how to invite them and get them through the door. So that we're often, I mean, the biggest thing is lead to sale, you know, looking at how many leads am I getting? How many am I actually closing? Um, and making sure that, you know, we're monitoring that on a monthly basis and working with those producers that, that aren't totally understanding the opportunity. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I, I know that, you know, with an industry that's kind of um, been around for a while, there's there's always the uh, the naysayers and and getting a, a, a team of um, of salespeople, regardless of the market, to adopt anything can sometimes be a challenge. And it sounds like by by having some focus on some certain individuals, it helps alleviate you as a leader um, having to feel like you're forcing something across the entire the entire uh, sales team. Um, have you have you experienced the the push and pull of that? Oh, absolutely. We we call those um, we call them Wiley veterans. You know they <laughs> yeah. they're, they're set in their ways. You know they may or may not have been successful in their ways, but you know they just don't like change. And we found by opening up the perk specialist opportunity, it, it really you're getting people in there that that want. That understand the opportunity, they want to do it, you know, rather than trying to force somebody kicking and screaming to to do it. You've got people in there that they're they're educated on the process, the experience, they want to do it, they understand the opportunity. And I think that's that's the most impactful thing is they have to understand the opportunity. I mean, you're literally, in addition to just the normal, you know, traffic that's coming through the doors, they've got a list of you know potential clients that all they've got to do is just follow the process and ultimately, you know, it, it's, it's, it's free money. Wow. It sounds like a win-win for both sides of the organization, right? From your side, you know, you have people that you know are really bought into the idea, they're well-trained and you know, they're going to execute and deliver. And from the other side, you know, you've got kind of a, almost an exclusivity, right? Uh, through that certification process and, you know, a, a staff of people working those leads who really have a, you know, can feel special and can feel proud about being a part of that specific group while getting some great benefit, it sounds like, for their pockets as well. And, and sometimes it doesn't work out. There have been some perk specialists that they just don't embrace the opportunity. They think they want to do it, but, you know, they don't, they don't embrace the opportunity. And we typically have, you know, quite a few people lined up that, that want to do it. And what we found, I mean, we started off, you know, with uh, one or two people, you know, each location. And that number has grown just because of the amount of traffic that we're generating on the website. 
the number of people that are engaging with us on the website and just the need to be able to give those customers, you know, a, a VIP experience and, and connect with them. You know, we've had to add some additional perk specialists, you know, hope, hopefully that continues to grow. I'm sure it will. That's awesome. Well, listen, we're going to, we're going to start to wrap this up, but I've, I've, I think uh, outside of all this, what we've talked about from a career perspective, I think a good way to end would be this. You know, there's a lot of people that aspire to get to where you've been. And I know that uh, you probably have had to work super hard to uh, to get into the ultimate leader role. Uh, any any words of advice um, for those out there that are that are trying to, to tackle that same career ladder that you've been able to, to get to the top of? We're in the people business. I think that's the that's the number one thing that you've got to understand both your internal team and that consumer. You've got to, you know, we, we, we do business by the golden rule. Um, there's often times that, um, you know, we've got to get into the gray areas and we, we look at the, the situation. If, if there's an issue with a customer, we look at that situation, you know, how would I feel if I was in that situation? How would I feel if I was the consumer? And that's how we do business. It's based on the golden rule. It's taking care of the consumer. It's focused on giving them an experience they can't get anywhere else. If you can accomplish that and understand that your most important asset is your team and just really trying to drive that culture within your store, it really takes the business and just the overall mindset of the company to another level. Perfect way to end. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Bridge. If you liked what you heard, be sure to jump into the conversation online by following the bridge pod hashtag on LinkedIn. And as always, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thanks and stay well.